Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to How to Turn Vague Therapy Goals into Actionable Steps, Changing I Just Want to Feel Better into a Concrete Outcome. So Chris, a client, told me he wanted to be rid of his depression in one session. So I told him the joke about the man who sent off for a correspondence course in muscle building. And when he received the manual, he wrote back to the muscle merchants saying, thank you, I have your muscle building manual. Now, can you please send the muscles? I didn't need to labor the point. Chris understood there was work to be done. And he he wasn't just a passive recipient of my therapy. He had to engage in the therapy. Anything worth doing, including getting over any mental health issue, needs to be done in steps. People often run into trouble when they assume that they can do or have something. Success, a wonderful relationship, uh, a world-enhancing book, but don't plan the steps that will lead to such accomplishments. They sort of hope that things will just fall into their laps. And people aren't entirely to blame for this, this idea that um, they should just have something or get something or there isn't going to be work involved. You know, our sort of media-driven age perhaps subliminally encourage the wishbone where a backbone should be attitude to life, which shows in perhaps reality TV and, and so forth, promoting the idea that success is simply a matter of right time and right place. Of course, some people do put in the necessary steps and spend 20 years becoming an overnight success that amazes everybody. But our clients can have problems if they approach therapy in this all or nothing manner. Okay, so here are three ways you can break down large therapy goals, such as the coming out of depression, into achievable steps. So number one, use the client's metaphors to help them take the right steps. Many therapists and counsellors have asked where I get my metaphors from that I use. While sources like classic teaching tales are helpful, oftentimes we need to only listen to and feedback the metaphors our clients themselves construct. So if a client tells you they have uh, gone to pieces, you might say, okay, well, of course, it takes time to reassemble anything that's fallen apart. So which pieces of your life would you like to put back together first? And how are we going to do that? So it's taking the metaphor and it's transferring it, transposing it to actionable steps. If a client tells you they feel like they're trapped in a prison, you might ask, okay, so I wonder what day release is going to feel like as a prelude to getting free for good. What would 10 minutes or half an hour out of that prison be like? You know, if you had, if you could get out of that prison for 10 minutes right now, what would it feel like? What would you be doing differently? And so forth. I had a conversation very similar to this recently with a woman who told me that if she had just a few moments of freedom, she'd sit in her garden and just enjoy her flowers again. I suggested it would only be for half an hour. And we talked like this for a while. The following week, she came back and told me she'd enjoyed some day release, as she put it. So she picked up my metaphor and had indeed sat enjoying her flowers in the garden for half an hour and felt more at ease, and actually during that time, not depressed. Number two, keep the ball rolling and get them rolling it. Uh, 
Sometimes therapy really can be quick. You know, you might see a smoker just once or know how to treat phobias or even post-traumatic stress disorder, especially if it's from a one-off event. And you might see the person in only one or two sessions for those types of things. But when someone needs help with improving their whole approach to life, they may need many more sessions. So we need to keep things moving and help our clients keep from feeling bogged down by problems that seem too large to fix. You might ask a person who's hoping to make uh, more connections with more people, more social connections, what one thing can you do in the coming week to make it more likely that you'll make contact with people? If they can't come up with any ideas themselves, this doesn't mean you can't make suggestions, such as they might email a friend they haven't seen for ages. Just one thing, one little thing. But the more ideas they can generate themselves, the better. If they do just one thing each week to make things better, that in itself is no small thing. Number three, get them to create a life manual. It's often said that life doesn't come with instructions, but actually it does. Our instructions come from our environment, the family and society in which we find ourselves. Any books we read or movies we watch, schools we attend, and even subcultures that we inhabit, they're all instructional. Attitudes, ideas, norms, beliefs, and values are all, in a way, instructions. Some people's instruction manuals help them. Some people's manuals contain limiting beliefs that hinder them. But we can take the metaphor of an instruction manual and put it to good use in therapy. The following thought experiment is a great way to get clients really thinking about constructing the steps out of their larger trouble. One of the reasons why my client Chris felt depressed was because he wanted to find a partner, or in his words, a woman to be happy with. I asked him how he was going to do that, and he said, I'm just hoping and trusting it will happen one day. So I suggested that we imagine writing an instruction manual for young men who want to meet women to be happy with. And I asked him where we'd need to start. Okay, if he was to teach someone or to write an instruction manual, where would he start? I guess we'd need to define happy, he said. So how would you do that? I asked him. Well, let's see. I think it's a sense of feeling relaxed, feeling compatible with the other person. And I said to him, I said that was a good start, you know, I said, and what sort of practical steps would we need to put in the manual to help a guy meet the kind of woman he could feel compatible with? And Chris looked really blank for a few moments and couldn't really think of anything at first. And then eventually he said, well, you could um, meet more people if you accepted more social invitations. And in fact, if you made more social invitations, you would meet more people uh, in non-romantic contexts as well. So that would be another sort of benefit. Um, he said that you could join a gym or perhaps you might change jobs, you know, have a more sort of sociable job, you know, find something where you wouldn't be working on your own all the time and there'd be plenty of other people around and so forth. By now he was getting quite sort of animated. He said, you know, you could work on yourself a bit too. You could learn more social skills, how to relax more when around women. You could improve your personal grooming. 
that could have an effect and so forth. So I had my notebook out when he was talking and I was busy writing everything down that he was saying. And then Chris stopped and smiled and he said, I've just written my own instruction manual, haven't I? Right, I said. So where are we going to start? Rome truly wasn't built in a day. The space race wasn't won all at once. The journey of a thousand mastered musical pieces begins with one solitary note. And no one can order muscles through the mail. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Terrell of Uncommon Knowledge. And if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog. Thank you.